Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey folks, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. On this week's show, we'll be featuring a wonderful singing family group from the land of ice and snow, the Rowe Family Singers from Minnesota. Guest host Aubrey Atwater will discuss African roots and American traditional music. And in our From the Vault segment, Mark Jones has found an old reel-to-reel tape recording of Barbara Sanders singing The Gypsy's Warning. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. The Rowe Family Singers are a good old-time family band from the Mississippi Headwaters community of Kirkwood Hollow, Minnesota. Led by husband and wife Kim and Quillen Rowe, the band blends characteristic old-time sound with rock and roll urgency and influence. For several years now, each summer, the Rowe Family Singers have visited us here at the Ozark Folk Center. Let's go down to the stage and listen to some of last year's show by the Rowe Family Singers.
biscuits can you eat this morning? This morning. How many biscuits can you eat this evening? This evening. How many biscuits can you eat? Oh, now, Mr. Henry. Honey, baby, mine, that's a lot of food. You get a line and I'll get a hold of honey. Kim Rowe, I play the auto harp, the washboard, the bones, spoons, kazoo, and I clog. And you sing. And I sing. <laughs> and I'm Quillen Rowe, and I sing and play the banjo and the guitar, which sounds really wimpy after, right. after Kim's. Uh... I'm Tony Orth, and I play the bass and the guitar, and sometimes the banjo, and I sing a little bit too. My name is Alyssa, and I play the violin. The what? The fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hallelujah, I am ready. Hallelujah. I can hear the voices singing soft and low. Hallelujah, I am ready. Hallelujah, I'm ready to go. In the darkness of night, not a star was inside. Minnesota, we have a lot of Scandinavian people, uh, you know, Norwegians, Swedes, fin Finlanders, Germans. Um, it's got a pretty rich fiddle and dance community, our heritage behind it, too. Uh, three years ago, uh, the Rowe family, as a band, was part of a thing called the Minnesota Fiddle Project, and a, a local banjo player traveled. He got a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board to travel all over Minnesota, going to interview old fiddlers. And, and learning traditional, uh, you know, the tunes that were part of the Minnesota dance, uh, you know, the dances. So uh, specifically not Appalachian tunes, not Ozark tunes, but ones that were specific to the region. And we got to record uh, two or three of those as a band. 
but it was really neat to be part of that. dances the the point is the same you know is to get people dancing and especially um people of that that scandinavian background we're very reserved people we don't touch i mean, I mean literally so dancing is an excuse to touch somebody it's an excuse to to relax a little bit you know but it's the the way it's done is a little bit different the dances are very different a lot of hopping uh honest like a lot of hop 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 right skip hop skip, skip hop yeah mm -hmm. but uh yeah, so that, you know, similar tradition and but then and then some of the instruments are same, you know, you'd have a, a you know, you'd have a guitar back in the fiddle up, but then you have these crazy things like uh, the nickel harpa, which is like a cross between a fiddle and a hurdy-gurdy and an auto harp kind of. It's got I don't I don't know how many strings it has, like 64 strings or something and you only play eight of them or something and the rest are sympathetic strings that ring underneath as drones and uh it's keyed and bowed at the same time, and that's one of the main instruments. And then the pump organ, you know, where you pump with your feet and play, and that's the bass. Doom, doop, doop, doop. So, yeah, very different than, than fiddle, guitar, and banjo, for sure.
come back to me. Sweet fern, sweet fern, sweet fern, sweet fern. Oh, tell me, is my darling still true? Sweet fern, sweet fern, sweet fern, sweet fern. I'll be just as happy as you. It's exciting. It's an exciting time for old time music because there are so many old time bands and so many of them are good. You know, we, we were talking outside when we were performing, you know, with that whole front row, you know, knew our friends, the Ozark Highballers. And, uh, and then they were, we were talking about another group that we knew in common. And, you know, and they're from Fayetteville and we're from Minneapolis. And, you know, we've met them a couple times at different festivals and we can listen to their music online, which is really amazing. So the, distri the distribution model like you talked about, is really different.
shade of just 33. Can I tell you that a lady Jack already hasn't seen? But I can't the answers to Woolies Dad's a master, but he keeps it to himself happily. was the Rowe family singers from Minnesota. During that set, they played the Crawdad song, the gospel song, Hallelujah, I'm Ready, an original song of theirs, Born for Thine, Sweet Fern, and Jack Malone. Let's take a short break, after which I'll be heading down to the vault to see what old gem Mark Jones has dusted off for this week. This is Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. At this time of the show, I usually like to go downstairs and visit with my buddy Mark Jones down in the vault. He keeps a great collection of all the music that has been recorded here since the Folk Center opened up back in April of 1973. Let's go down there and see what's going on with Mark. Hey, Mark, how are you doing today? Oh, Dave, I'm doing good. Well, it's good to see you. You look pretty good. Well, I appreciate that. I've been trying. What kind of music you got picked out for me this week? Well, Dave, you know, there's so many people that come and go through Mountain View and the Ozark Folk Center that contribute so much to what we do here. And uh, thankfully, a lot of their efforts were recorded, and that's what we've got down here in the vault. And I run across a young lady. This young lady worked with Jimmy Driftwood on some tours that I had the pleasure of being on. And her name is Barbara Sanders. Barbara Sanders. Now, there's a name I don't recall. She probably was here before I came on board in 1977. She was here in 1973, and uh, then when I worked with her was in like 75 and 76 as we traveled and did a lot of shows that Jimmy Driftwood did. But Barbara, I think she, if I'm not mistaken, which I may be, but I think she was a teacher from South Arkansas or maybe over in the Fayetteville area. Okay. Well, let's listen to uh, Barbara Sanders. She's accompanying herself on the guitar, playing and singing The Gypsy's Warning. 
Though your life is in its morning, do not cloud the happy lot. Listen to the gypsy's warning, gentle lady, trust him not. Listen to the gypsy's warning, gentle lady, trust him not. Do not turn so coldly from me, I would only guard thy youth. Of his stern and withering manner, I would only tell the truth. I would shield thee from all danger, guard thee from the tempter's snare. Lady, shun that dark-eyed stranger, I have warned thee now beware. Lady, shun that dark-eyed stranger, I have warned thee, now beware. Lady, once there was a maiden, pure and sweet, and like thee fair. But he wooed and wooed and won her, filled her tender heart with care. Then he heeded not her weeping, nor cared he her life to save. Soon she perished, now she's sleeping in a cold and silent grave. Soon she perished, now she's sleeping in a cold and silent grave. Keep your gold, I do not want it, lady, I have prayed for this. For the time I might betray him, rob him of expected bliss. Do not wonder, gentle lady, at my words so fierce and wild. Lady, in that green grave yonder lies this gypsy's only child. Lady, in that green grave yonder lies this gypsy's well, that was Barbara Sanders uh, with the Gypsy's Warning. A pretty nice tune, wasn't it? Yes, it was. She did a lot of ballads and old songs that came from across the ocean and traveled over here, and, and a lot of them are really kind of haunting in a way, but she was a very good ballad singer. Well, we'll have to listen for some more of her stuff down here. Mark, good to see you. I'll see you again next week, okay? Good to see you, Dave. Featuring banjo, auto harp, guitar, and washboard, the Rowe family singers have been regularly filling Minneapolis 331 Club every Monday night since 2005. In 2010, the band opened for both Doc Watson and Del McCurry, the Graskels, and Jim Queskin and Jeff Mulder at the National Jug Band Jubilee in Louisville, Kentucky. Here are four more numbers we recorded on the stage at the Ozark Folk Center State Park Auditorium last summer.
trouble if you don't want to get in trouble you best let that lie alone You know, you've got... Thank you. Thank you anybody can make a record now. Anybody. I mean, all you need is a laptop computer, and you've got a recording studio. And that's... I think it's a really positive thing in that it allows anybody to explore that part of their, their creative nature. Like, I want to try making music. Great. And, you know, and they can record it. And I really believe that if you make music, there will... Someone will be out there to listen to it. It might not be a huge audience, but someone will be there to listen to it. And that has the flip side of that is that the market is so super saturated with everything.
Alyssa, you've been awfully quiet. What do you think's gonna scare this old chicken? A turkey. A turkey. I don't even know how that works, but I believe you. All right. Chicken crow for midnight, chicken crow for day. But along come a turkey with a little high. Tear that chicken away. Well, go black chicken crow for day. Go black chicken fly away. Go black chicken crow for day. I like chicken pie. Go black chicken crow for day. Go black chicken fly away. Go black chicken crow for day. In the Twin Cities, we have a, a little boutique, boutique label called Red House, which has been around for 30 or 40 years now and is known for uh, folk music. But they just signed uh, Dale Watson. You know, I mean, you can't get more honky-tonk than Dale Watson. And then Charlie Parr, who is a blues player from, from Minnesota. And they just added the, car, uh, Cactus, the Blossoms. Cactus Blossoms, who's a, a brother, like a honky-tonk brother duo from the Twin Cities also. So they're, you know, to keep... For them to keep alive, they're branching out from just the like the hard folk what they were doing before, you know, singer songwriter, and they're trying to. They seem to be getting more into this roots and old time thing.
terms of the actual old time market, that audience, you know, you've even, the old time audience seems to be really young, you know, like t uh, teenagers and 20 somethings. And then, you know, my parents' age, 65 and up. And, and those folks, they still want CDs. Some of them still want cassettes, forget. <laughs> yeah. you know, we don't have cassettes. And, and both groups want vinyls. Yeah. Yeah. We did play one show and someone asked uh, if we had any cassettes and we didn't. And so she said, I, I'm sorry, I can't buy one. So. I'll have to burn a couple of CDs to cassette tapes. <laughs> burn them to cassette. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wandered again to my home in the mountains, where in you surly dawn, I was happy and free. I looked for my friend, but I never could find
That was the Rowe Family Singers from Kirkwood Hollow, Minnesota. In that set, they played Let That Liar Alone, an old shout tune called Crow Black Chicken, Sail Away Ladies, and Rank Stranger. When we come back after this break, Aubrey Atwater will continue her folklore commentary with a discussion on African roots in American folk music. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Singer, musician, and step dancer Aubrey Atwater makes her home in Rhode Island and knows more about folk music than anyone I know. Here's Aubrey. I always felt it was one of my missions to point out the African roots of American folk music, and in particular, the banjo. In the United States, um, we're so used to being a conglomeration of so many different peoples. I think sometimes we forget these different strands that make up American music. One a really important strand of American music and American folk music is African. And the roots and melodies and the rhythms um, make a huge contribution to how we play our music in America today. I want to point out six different bits of songs and pieces to illustrate the evolution of the African influence in American music. First, a little bit of the akanting, which is a relative of the banjo in West Africa that's played today. If you see somebody play this, you see that they play exactly the way we see people play claw hammer or frailing style today. It's called downstroking, where we play with the back of our fingernail, the index finger or the middle finger, and that is strictly African. Here's a little bit of the accounting from West Africa. Georgia Sea Island singers were a group that represented the music of the slaves and descendants of slaves who were very isolated on the islands off the coast of Georgia and South Carolina. That is and was a wonderful group. There's some early footage of the Georgia Sea Island singers singing a song called Throw Me Anywhere, Lord, and you get a beautiful example of the singing and the rhythm of African-American people in the earlier folk music days and you really get a sense of how that syncopated rhythm was a great contribution to American music. Here's 
Here's a little sample of Bess Cronin from Ireland singing what is probably the most widely sung English language ballad in folk music, Barbara Allen. And you get a contrast here of the somewhat unemotional presentation of a narrative from the British Isles. After you hear this, then we start thinking about how did those things merge in American music? The Irish and the African people, for example, were thrown together as slaves more than 300 years ago in the tropics. And there's always been a Celtic-African fusion in New World music. So you get an example of something straight from Ireland, that unemotional, unaccompanied singing style where you're presenting a very compelling story. In the summertime, when the flowers were freshly springing, a young man came from the north country, fell in love with Barbara Allen, fell in love with Barbara Allen. A young man came from the north country, fell in love with Barbara Allen. Here's a little bit of Lily Mae Ledford from Eastern Kentucky singing the banjo picking girl from the Coon Creek Girls. And now we see how people who have European, British Isles, Cherokee, and African-American ancestry are blending the strains of the African-American banjo with the sounds and melodies of European and British Isles music. Another example of the same type of fusion is Sheila K. Adams from Western North Carolina, a seventh-generation ballad singer and banjo player. And finally, the reclaiming of the banjo from its minstrel history. The Carolina Chocolate Drops are part of a movement called the Black Banjo Movement, and they do a wonderful rendition of cornbread and butter beans. So here's a little sample of that. Let's get back to some music by this week's featured group, the Rowe Family Singers. In 2011, the band was awarded the prestigious McKnight Fellowship for Performing Musicians and has previously won the title of World's Best at the 29th Annual Battle of the Jug Bands. We'll finish this show with four more tunes by the Rowe Family Singers.
just had this conversation with our friends. There's a group up in the Twin Cities called Pushing Chain. We were talking about what do you, you know, what do you call yourself? And he says, you know, and he's older. He's uh, he's 48, 49. And he said, to me, we're a folk duo. But he used the exact same words you did. He said, but when you tell people folk now, they it's like they run away from it. And I would have been very comfortable describing my old band in the 90s as a folk band. And I would say that what we do is folk music. When people ask what we play, if it's someone who's not a musician or who's not in the genre, I say bluegrass. And people instantly know what that is. They think yeah. banjo, fiddle, you know, and, and they get a picture in their mind, you know, and that's good enough for me. If I'm talking to other musicians who make the distinction, then I'll say, you know, old time, because that does tend to mean to mo you know, people in the genre, they know that means, you know, pre-1943 or whatever, and it's the music you learned off old 78s and, and those kind of things. Um, I, I don't know anybody who uses folk. I mean, even singer-songwriters call themselves singer-songwriters. They don't call themselves folkies anymore. Mountain, 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 
there's a Greek group out of the Hebrides called the Rachel Unthink and the Winter Set. And they're, they're these three sisters. Uh, you know, the Hebride Islands are northern Scotland, totally very, very isolated. Their family apparently had this really long tradition. They were famous uh, ballad singers, Scottish balladry. And these, you know, the three girls are, are Alyssa's age. They're, they're, at the time, they're in their early 20s. And they did this album of these old ballads. And you're listening to it, and it's a great album. And then I start reading the liner notes, and I'd completely missed that one of the songs in the middle was a Nirvana song. And I just, so I went back and I listened to it. I was like, oh my gosh, that it is, it's Nirvana. So then I read the liner notes again, and Rachel had written, folk music is music that folks sing. And so if that's all it takes to become a folk song is people singing it, we want this to become a folk song. So that's why it's on this record. But they, I mean, it was, they had made it their tune, which I don't know if that's part of what makes it a folk song, but it was, it was pretty cool. Well, Quillen just said everything I was gonna say. <laughs> goes back to why P 
people still play classical. You know, there's history in it, there's a story behind it. Um, and I think uh, a big appeal is kind of, for my generation at least, is the pushback against technology and instantaneous and always being connected to a screen. You know, going back to thinking about when folks just hung out on a front porch and played music when they were done with work, you know, and, and being able to express yourself through that medium. You know, there's something raw and honest and everyday about that that I think that people my age are really looking for. been listening to the Rowe Family Singers, recorded live here at the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. That set started with the fiddle tune Kitchen Girl, followed by The Green Icy Mountain, Ida Red, and they finished their set with a traditional song made popular by the late Doc Watson, The Train That Carried My Girl From Town. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show. For more information about the Rowe Family Singers, check out our website, ozarkhighlandsradio.com. And thanks for listening. I'm Dave Smith, and I'll see you next week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974 and by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at stonebank.com. 
For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.